And you are here on People Have the Power, where this week, very honored to have on Ziggy Marley. It's a really special time to have him on the show, as this Saturday, February 6th, would have been his father Bob's 76th birthday. Of course, spoke with Ziggy about his family legacy and the one protest song he chose from his father Bob, as well as protest songs from Public Enemy, Bob Dylan, and much more. Really enjoyed speaking with Ziggy. Hope you enjoy this one as much as we did. Yeah, how you been? Yeah, I've been good. Been, I mean, yeah, we're we all right, you know? Thank you. We're all right. All right. So, so I'm, I'm very excited to hear your choices and, and you know, sort of do this mix of, of talking about your new album mm. and also hearing, you, you know, your protest songs of choice. And, yeah. you know, it's really funny because we'll start off talking about Play With Sky because, you know, first of all, I mean, you had amazing collaborators on this album. So many wonderful people, you know, uh, many of whom, almost all of whom actually I've interviewed and know, but Play With Sky was the song that surprised me. It has a real ska feel to it. That's just how the song is. That's just how the song came. It's a a happy song. It's an upbeat song. Sky is a perfect um, uplifting beat, you know, for kids, kids and everybody, you know what I said? The kids, them. so so that's, that. you know, uh, uplift the the kids and, and and the parents with that beat. And that's just how it came. That's the type of song it is, you know? It's funny, though. Do you think that it's an interesting thing when you do an album like this, when you work with people who have such identifiable and strong voices, whether it's Alanis, whether it's Tom Morello, whether it's Ben Harper, did you find that, you know, you kind of took stuff working from them? So did did each artist sort of bring their own thing? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, I had to change shit because Ben sang it a different way. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> like Ben messed me up. Man. All right, I got to switch to Ben the way Ben is singing it now. Cause I did. He just did his own thing, and then I was like, all right, you know, I like I like what he did. Let me just go with what he's doing. You know what I said? So what I said was different, and when he said it back, it was different. The same lyrics, but just the melody and the timing is different. You know, um, Cheryl, did, Cheryl, oh, everybody did that. Everybody, that's how we did it. We just say, yo, just sing the song. You know. All right, so it's interesting. But was the co- was the writing collaborative then, or was it songs you wrote and then you brought guests on there, or did you yeah. write with the artists? No, songs. It's just songs I wrote. Okay. Yeah. So it's interesting. Talk about the people that you looked for and working with on this record. Then I mean, because again, you have very unique voices on there. All of them have their own presence, and all of them, interestingly enough, are very passionate songwriters too. Yeah. Well, I mean, how I dealt with it was that each song kind of gave me an idea of who. So when I did Play With Sky, I was like, yo, that's good if I get Ben. Yo, I was like, yo, see if you can get Ben. Call Ben or call the manager or something. See if we can get Ben up on this one. This sound like, this sound like Ben, you know? And then it, that's how we just went down the line. Everywhere you go, um, you know, I've, no, I've known Ben. I've, we, I've sing with, sung with Ben before a few times. So we know each other. Cheryl Crew, I've done, I've done a tour with Cheryl Crew already. And my wife is good friends with his manager. So we have a relationship. Um, even before the project. So, I mean, everywhere you go, I was like, sound like, you know, is that, this sound like almost like a Sheryl Crow song. Like if Sheryl Crow had write it, she could have sing it herself. You know what I'm saying? 
So that's how we did it. That's how we went on the line, you know? Interesting. Okay. Were there any artists that you brought on that, you know, you mentioned the fact that like when Ben did it, right? You had to mm. change because he did it in a different way. Yeah. So that was with everybody. Was there anybody who really surprised you in the way they did things? And, you know, it's funny because I remember seeing you with Cheryl, but have you, like, do you, have you collaborated with Alanis before or with Tom Morello? With Tom, well, Tom, Tom and me, our kids go to the same school. So, Mr. Tom, <laughs> Mr. Tom, <laughs> we never done it. I mean, he's played with me on stage. We played some tributes to Bob on stage where he came on as a guest artist. So, you know, we know Tom, we know Tom. Alanis, I've never, I've never, I've never done anything with Alanis. Never met Alanis, but during the process of doing it, I mean, she's, I mean, I love her from a long time, you know, her music. Um, but the, pro the process of doing it, I felt she had such like positive vibes about it and energy, like very um, enthusiastic, you know, like childlike, that childlike enthusiasm. So it's interesting then, were there artists that when you worked with them, or even it's funny because even like you toured with Cheryl, but you know, everybody's going to bring their own thing into the song. Were there any songs in particular that really surprised you on the record once you heard what they brought to it? Well, this Ben is, Ben is the, I'll go back to Ben on that one. Ben is, Ben did the most like different thing. <laughs> <laughs> yes. And that was, it was great because I was, I, you know, went writing the adapted to that too, you know, and it worked, it worked out. I really love that. That's one of my favorite songs. That, that song, I love that song, you know? So for people who haven't heard the record yet, I mean, how much do you feel like that, that song is, it, like, is the rest of the record? Because it's funny, because obviously you've done a lot of kids stuff over the years as well. Yeah, so was yeah. it a very conscious thing? And it's funny, because if you ask me, actually, it's not even asking me. You know, the song that was recently voted the happiest song of all time mm. in the UK was ELO, Mr. Blue Sky. So mm. it, it, maybe it's just something about the sky thing. So it is Play With Sky indicative of the rest of the record in terms of the, the level of happiness? Yeah, man. Yeah, you have one, some more happy than that, which is crazy. We have, that, we have a crazy one with Tom, Tom and Buster Rhymes. <laughs> that one is even more happy. But it's, it's happy in a very energetic way. That's another good one. But yeah, that, that song represents the album. Play With Sky represents the album pretty, pretty good. Yeah, that's what the album is. Well, it's such an interesting thing to put this record out now as well, because obviously this has been such a, a busy year for you with, you know, your father's 75th birthday and everything that you guys have been doing with that, you mm -hmm. know? So, I mean, talk about sort of balancing all this stuff in 2020. And I imagine that's going to segue into your protest songs because I'm going to guess there's at least one from, you know, or maybe more <laughs> from your dad in there. But yeah, so, you know, sort of talk about that segue and balancing it, but I'm sure it's been exciting for you to both be able to pay homage to your dad, but then at the same time, have your own stuff and work with different artists as well. It's kind of like the best of both worlds. True. No, it's true. It's true. That is really, it's a blessing, really, when you think about it. And um, not everybody have um, that good fortune that I have, um, you know, so it's really, it's really, I mean, and you mention it now is when, I, when it's really becoming aware to me, because I never thought about it before you said it. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah, man, it's time. Yeah, it's true. Um, I mean, listen, there's so much happening now. And when I was, it's like, my last record was called Rebellion Rises. And it was about what, what is happening in the streets. What is happening in America right now? It was, I could, 
and it's about people coming together to make the world a better place, really. When, when, when the stuff, when what was happening here, you know, I was have two minds, you know, like one mind was like, all right, do I, do I sing about, you know, the, the protests and do I sing about how I'm feeling about the state of the world and society? And do I, or do I make a kid's album, you know? Um, and the kid's album was the truest, was the true part of me that I really wanted to do. I didn't want to do something like heavy. I want to do something light. And I feel like um, I'm always happy to follow my true intuition. And so the kid's album was where, what led me, that intuition led me to do that in this time. Um, I think, I don't know, I feel like, it, I feel like it's important for children um, and to just give, send some light not such heaviness, you know, send some light out. Um, so yeah, something like that, you know? Yeah. Well, I'm sure. I mean, I would imagine as well. And it's funny because it's one of those things that, you know, so there's been so much heaviness and, and I'm sure so many people also, mm-hmm. you know, are doing music or doing things that, you know, sort of speak to the protests and everything that's going on or what's happening with COVID and all that, right, right. that, you know, it was kind of like, all right, well, here's a place where, you know, I could do something that, you know, actually, Speaking to something that's not being spoken to. True. Yeah. And it's important to be spoken to too. Because, you know, everyone, even the kids going through the stress. I mean, I have kids, so, you know, and we have to find ways to uplift them spirits and do things with them. And, you know what I mean? Music is a big part of that, you know? So what's your choice, by the way, for the happiest song of all time? I mentioned it was voted ELO, Mr. Blue Sky. But to you, what is the happiest song of all time? It must be Three Little Birds. It must, I mean... Is what she don't worry, it must be that one. <laughs> <laughs> call me another one. <laughs> All right, it's funny because you know, obviously, this is always conversational. So, so you know, we're speaking of protest songs, yeah. which don't necessarily, you know, always tie into happy songs, but you know, <laughs> since it is such a happy record, you know, and it's funny though, too, because. You know, one of the things that's come up in doing the show, there are varying degrees of protest songs. There are songs of healing. There mm-hmm. are songs that fire you up. True. You know, and, and obviously having songs that make you feel better, and especially certain, such a downtime, mm-hmm. is in a way, you know, just as important as having a song like, you know, having a song like Play With Sky is just as important as having a song like Her, I Can't Breathe. Right, right. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah it's true. It's true. I mean... I get you. We need we need it. We need both, you know. We need five everything, you know. <laughs> I mean, yeah. So for you, talk about that and and you know, was there a moment earlier you said it was true it was, you know, to your true self to make a happy record. Yeah. So at what point did you sort of realize that that was the record you wanted to make? That it was important that you do something that's happy as opposed yeah. to making a protest record? Yeah, well I was writing songs. I was writing some some serious songs too, you know. Um but I was also like, I don't know. I think, you know what? It was my son, my four-year-old son, actually. That's, that's how this all started. Because when he was like three, it started from last year. You know, it, it kind of built. It, it started from last year. He was saying like, Google Gaga, Google Gaga. And I was like, oh, that's funny. So I wrote a song called Google Gaga. And then it kind of, that's where it actually started. It's from him. And then I, like, it kind of dawned on me, like, do a children, do a kids record. Don't, yeah, you're writing these other songs, which is good, but do a kids record. Like it just, it came into my thought and I was like, I'm going with that. 
Interesting. All right. So it's funny though for the other songs. I mean, what will ha- will those come out at some point or or? Yeah, yeah, that will come out um, probably next year or you know or so. Yeah, we'll see. <laughs> All right. And so you know, you actually have you know, Goo Goo Gaga is one of the tracks on the record. Right. <laughs> that's another one. Of, that's the, I like. I really like that one too. Goo Goo Gaga. It's a funny song. That one. <laughs> Well, it's interesting. I mean, so, so, you know, and I mean, you really explore having so many different people on there, you know, but it's kind of, it keeps true. And, you know, I mean, it's interesting too, for you, you know, talk about like tapping into that innocence of making a children's record and it's it, to be able to get into that, you have to be able to get in to that spirit, you know? So for you, how much fun was it to make the record? And as you started to write and get into these songs, how much did you find, like, did it surprise you that you were able to tap into that spirit, you know? Yeah, yeah, it did. And it is, I mean, boy, I feel, I don't know, making a record, as you are saying there, tapping into that spirit, man, it's like, so free, it's, it's just free. Like, and you don't, you know, it's just free. It's just, there's nothing to stop you. You can't go anywhere you want to go. <laughs> you know, and that is for kids, you know, we're, Imagination is wide open. You know what I mean? So it was a great experience for me to do this. And man, I mean, I feel like some of these songs are some of the best songs I've, I have. You know what I mean? These songs, yeah. I, I really love them. I mean, writing songs like these are, it is surprising to me that I could let it out like that. I don't know. And somebody else, one of my friends was saying, boy, he doesn't know how I, go back and forth like that. It's crazy, you know? How I could do like an album like this, just as easy as I do another type of album. So I am a child at heart, man. That's, that's really, that's really a true fact. And I mean, I mean, really, I'm, I can be like ch- a child. <laughs> <You know? laughs> Honestly, like, you know, I act mature and I act like an adult, but I'm really a child, bro. I'm telling you that right now. <laughs> well, but I mean, how much too do you find that just being around your kids plays that difference? I mean, because, that does you know, make that does make a big difference. That does make a big difference, especially like my four year old. Like he's really that does make a big difference. It does. It really does. <laughs> All right. So, so what's your first protest song of choice? By the way, we'll we'll bounce. You know, since you say that you can, you know, sort of bounce back and forth between the two. Well, you know what? Wait, but so I don't lose the train of thought. It's funny because you said one of your friends says you don't know how you make an album, how you go back and forth. But I mean, when you start to think about it, it's funny because to me, it seems very natural. Most artists are multifaceted and mm-hmm. express themselves in, in various ways. And it's like, as an artist, you know, I would imagine, you know, it's important to you to have that light and balance. And it's like, I'm sure it's nice to be able to write a song that's serious, but also to be able to write a song like Goo Goo Gaga, because <laughs> it's funny. Did you find also as well? that people really enjoyed making these songs during this time when shit is so heavy? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, man, every, I'm telling you, man, everybody loved the, every, all the musicians. Them. It was such a fun album to make, man. I mean, there's, a, there's one solo that Takeshi, my guitarist, did, and please excuse me, thank you. I mean, when he did that solo, we were screaming in the studio. <laughs> we, couldn't believe, we couldn't believe the solo. I mean, it's a crazy solo, and then he had to double it. So you had to play it. Ex- I mean, it was crazy. We like that solo, man. I tell you, that solo just take me to another place. So the music, the musicians that played on it too. I mean, everybody was in that 
enlightened like light mode. It wasn't like, oh, shit is so heavy and tight. We were all like, yeah, it's good to be, it's good to be free. It's good to be happy. It's good to be a child, you know? Yeah. Yeah, man. Uh, so what's your first protest song, though? So my first one was Get Up, Stand Up, but then I crossed it out. Because I was like, that's too obvious. There's another one called Slave Driver, which is less obvious. These are like, you know, it's Whalers, Slave Driver, Tableless Turn. Every time I hear the crack of a whip, my blood runs cold. I remember on the slave ship, how they brutalize our very soul, you know? Slave Driver, the Tableless Turn. So I really, that one, I think, in my deeper cuts, that would be the one, you know? Interesting. <laughs> that, you know, it's funny that you, you didn't want to go with the obvious, but it's, I mean, you know, it's such a weird thing for you to like, right. You know, cause obviously these songs have a different meaning to you because you grew up with them. True. But I mean, as a kid, you know, you don't necessarily understand what the meaning of a song like slave driver is. So when did you first as, when did you first start to, you know, hear it as, you know, understand what the song was about versus just simply hearing it as your dad's work? Yeah, no, I think when, when I, when I, as I got into teenage years and got into like trying to understand things more and searching for like uh, spirituality and my, you know, my later teenage years, that's when I started here. The lyric, it was, it's, it's like his lyrics got me like, who writes fucking lyrics like that? Who, every time I hear the crack of my blood run cold, I remember there's no, I don't hear it. I mean, his, the lyrics in that song and and it really, it came back the next, the, another day because someone was like, I, we were talking about the Black Lives Matter thing and someone was like, um, oh, black people kill, um, black people kill more black people and white people kill black people. And I was like, oh, you're, you're only counting now. What about, you, you, you just started counting? <laughs> and I, and I kind of I quoted that song so that uh, we don't forget that shit, man. That thing runs deep in us. It's a part of us. You know, we, when Bob expresses that, I can, feel, I can feel what he's feeling. I know what he's feeling. So that song really kind of came up during this protest. And that's why I remember that, it, you know, it was the one I quoted to let somebody understand that. The Black Lives Matter movement is not just about now. It's about from it started. Because still things aren't the way they're supposed to be yet. So... That song means, that song is perfect for me now, you know? Well, that's an interesting that's come up doing the show as well, is that, you know, I mean, you're talking about songs that have both the timelessness, yeah. but what's also been interesting, you know, the two artists that have been mentioned the most in doing the show, and, and we've recorded about 20-something of them now, mm. is Your Dad mm. and Nina Simone. Nina Simone, okay. So it's interesting, and, and to talk about how these songs that, you know, have existed for so long, or like, you know, Marvin Gaye, What's Going On is obviously another one that's come up quite a bit. And again, it's always the artist's choice. And it was mind-boggling to me to think about the fact when the first artist chose that song, that that song is going to be 50 next May, because mm -hmm. it's a song that feels like it could have been written today. So it's interesting. Talk about how songs have changed for you a little bit, you know, looking at everything that's happening in the world today, and a song like Slave Driver, and how... You know, because look, songs change over time, absolutely. You know, so how a song like Slave Driver, you can hear it in a different way or, or were you surprised at all by how applicable it still is in 2020? No, well, it's more applicable now than even when it was written, I think, um, because of what's going on now. I mean, because of what's come out in the open in a modern society, in a, in a, in a, in a progressive world, we still have this shit, you know what I mean? I say, so 
it, it even mean more now than when it was written. And when it was written, I mean, shit was bad too. But I mean, I feel like in a way, we thought we would have gotten over it by now. So it's worse that we still haven't gotten over it. You know what I'm saying? It's not better. Yeah. It's, it's even worse. Even though things change, but it's still worse that we haven't figured out this shit as yet. So, you know what I'm saying? So it even mean more now. And that's the power of these artists and this music. You know what I'm saying? It's like, songs, you know, songs really, good songs, powerful songs, you know, it's timeless. Everybody will know that, you know? It's so funny though, because that's one thing that's come up so much is talking with people is like, you know, wouldn't it be nice, you know, to quote the Beach Boys, to quote Brian Wilson, wouldn't mm-hmm. it be nice if you could just hear these songs as, you know, appreciate them for the musicality and not because they are so relevant right. in 2020? True. Yeah, man. Then we, have, we, still, we still have to have a balance. We can't go like too far and say, oh, only this is um, appropriate for, let's say, accolades or, you know, enjoyment in this time. You know, everything, everything must be in a balance. Nothing must be um, overbearing. No extremes, just balance, I think, you know. But that's funny because that's why I'm, I'm enjoying, I think I was just thinking about the balance and it's nice to, you know, you have this wonderful, happy record, more family time coming out. And then we're talking about these protest songs, but you know, so it kind of does tap into both of your sides. So what's, what's your, what, what's your next protest song? Zombie, you know, Zombie by Fela Kooted. I know nobody don't have that one. No, no one's picked a <laughs> Fela song, no. So I had to pull that one, I was like, Zombie, because, no, Zombie, Zombie, it's talking about, and it, it's relevant to today because it's like, what, what, fellow was talking about was like the military system in Nigeria. Whatever you tell the, 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 the police are the, whatever the, the, the leaders tell the police to do, they do. They're like zombies. So they don't, they don't think for themselves how to work um, to alleviate the situation. They just think about, all right, well, this is how we're trained and this is what we're going to do. So, and this is what we see within some of the um, institutions in America. Also, it's like, the, the authorities are not acting as human beings. They're acting like robots. They're not like relating with the, with people that are protesting. They're not relating to them. They're acting as if, you know, they're, they're stiff. So there's like zombies, you know, you tell them to do this, they do it. You tell them to do that, they do it. They don't think for them. They're not thinking for themselves, really. Is this right? Should I be hitting this person? What did this person do? You know, X, Y, Z. So that, that is where zombie comes in for me as a, as a protest song about the institutions that um, do not know to relate with the community in, in a way to alleviate the issues. Instead, them come like, tr- like programmed people, zombies. Interesting. And obviously, when you look at what happened in Portland and all of that, you know, and, and with the, the, you know, these mercenaries that no one really knows even what you classify them as. Yeah. yeah. It really is sometimes if their sisters were in the protest or their brothers or their family members were there, if they would just, if they would react the same way, you know, if they knew, you know what I mean? I said, I don't, like, it, it worried me because I said to myself, these people are a part of us. They're our, they're our brothers. And so how are they treating us that way? Like, they're our family. They're, they're people too. They're human beings like me and you. So why are they like, you know, so. It's confusing, but that's a zombie mentality. It's like, you know what I'm saying? It's like that program mentality. They're training what they've, what they've been, um, in, what has they been, what you call it, indoctrinated with and how to treat 
the citizens, how they've been, you know, it's, it's that zombie mentality, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Well, it's so interesting because, I mean, you know, when you go back and you look at a song like that, right, and obviously, you know, you've covered so much or you, just even you just did a show of your dad's music, you know, but when you look at it from songs from other artists, talk about how that influences or you feel it in your own writing, you know, or do you go back and, and you know, when you, when you are doing more of the serious stuff, not the family stuff, but when you're doing the serious stuff, do you feel you know, the influence of like your father's, you know, because the other thing too, obviously your father was someone who was able to write in on multiple levels as well, mm-hmm. you know, very much, so you know, you- and then when you look at like a Fela song or, or, you know, other protest songs, you know, do you, are there specific things that you sort of hear influenced in your own music? Oh yeah, definitely. I mean, I'm sure in a, maybe not in a, um, not in a way that I am totally aware, but I know I do. I know I take things from these artists, my father, fella. I know it. It's like their attitudes inspire me. You know what I mean? I might, I might not take a word or something, how they did things or something, but the attitude that they have and the reasoning behind it, that is, that is how it works with me, influencing my writing and my songs like fella Kuti, I mean, suffered because of the music and before the music is like a, 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 a religious idea. It's like, you know, so it's like, it, yeah, man, it's hard to, it's really hard to explain because I'm not consciously fully aware of it, but I know I do, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, no, hundred percent. But it's interesting because I think, you know, in terms of being hard to explain, right? Most artists, Again, I talk about this with artists all the time. You don't have perspective when you're in the midst of something because you're doing it. So that's why it's interesting to see if you've gone back and if there are songs that you go back and listen to that then you notice that influence that maybe you didn't notice it at the time. But then you're like, okay. Yeah, man, I hear you. Yeah, yeah, I got that. I do that too, yeah. So are there any songs in particular then of yours where it's funny, what you went back and looked at and you noticed that influence where you're like, oh, I'd never thought about that. But when you go back and you revisit it. Not recently. I mean, it's been a while. Um, it's been a while, but I think what I try to do, um, I'm really interested in African music, you know, and I've been trying to like put elements of like the root, the roots African music into my music in some shape or form. Um, but I don't think I'm, I'm really right now aware of anything that I could say, oh yeah, that song. I would have to go, I would, I would have to like go back and listen and discover, discover, yeah. discover it again. Because I don't, right now I don't recall it. Yeah, no, it's all good. I'm always just curious on it too because it's funny because as an artist you go back and you hear so many new things in your music, you know? Yeah. And songs definitely change over time too. Yeah, true. <laughs> and it, it's funny, I mean then, you know, just strictly from a, a sort of a meaning thing, I mean, as you've expanded and you're writing these kids songs, you know, or this is fascinating too, when you get to hear your music from the perspective of your kids, mm-hmm. you know, d- does it change songs for you as well? Because, you know, look, they're going to bring their own interpret, you know, like, and, and uh, kids hear things with a, just a different ear with mm-hmm. going back to what we talked about, the innocence. Mm-hmm. So are there songs of yours that, you know, maybe the kids love and you're just like, okay, I can appreciate that. Cause look, the reality is too, artists never listen to their own stuff. Right. So it's only if, you know, your friends are listening to it, your kids, or if you're rehearsing for a tour 
or right. putting together a retrospective. Those are the only times that you actually go back and hear your own stuff. Yeah. No, I mean, what makes me happy when is when my kids them sing like they just bur- like start singing one of my songs. I'm like, okay, because usually them singing, you know, whatever is whatever is hot. Like my daughter, she's about 15, so she's usually doing um, either one Drake or whatever, whatever is hot at the moment. They they know these songs. Like, yo, how you know that song? How you know all these words to that song? So anytime I hear them like sing like, you know, um, love is my religion or something, just out of the blue, you know, it, it, make, it make me feel good. Um, so yeah, that's how, that's how I relate with them with my songs, you know? So what is, what is, what is the song of yours that they sing the most? Sound them sing the most. <laughs> love is my religion. Love is my religion. Yeah. All right. What's your next protest song? Next one um, is Fight the Power, Public Enemy, yeah. One of my favorite ones, that, from back in the day. Remember, I remember that song. Uh, it's funny. Do you remember where you were when you first heard it? That's a good question. Hold on. Almost, it might have been on MTV or something like that back in the day. I think in a Jamaica. And I always admired the public enemy, like the name, public enemy. <laughs> well, it's such an interesting thing too, because that's one of those songs. And again, this is what, like I said, we're talking about this with, um, you know, talking about this with like uh, Carlos Santana and his wife, Cindy, were on. And we were talking about, you know, there are songs of healing and then there are songs that fire you up, mm-hmm. you know, and there are songs like, you know, like Redemption Song would be a song of healing, yeah, you know, as opposed to a fight the power, like, you know, Cindy Santana chose James Brown you know, mm. I'm black and I'm proud. Oh, okay. You know, and, and these songs that just like, again, they, they fire you up and everything. So, you know, take me through your reaction when you first heard that song and, and, you know, how you've appreciated it over time. Oh, too. Yeah. That is a song that definitely over the years is just, you know, I mean, whether you first were hearing it, you know, on MTV or then you heard it in Spike Lee, do the right thing or whatever. Uh-huh. Yeah, well, no, in those days, I mean, you talk about fire up. So yeah, yeah, that's a good, that's a good way to put it. No, I would say it's inspiring, but back in those days, it was, def- it was definitely in firing up. Cause I was in that, I was in that state of mind too. Um, living in Jamaica too. I was a young, a young youth who had a rebellious nature who um wanted, who wanted to be someone of who take action to make a change in my society and the politics that was happening in Jamaica. This song kind of related to me for my own existence in Jamaica at the time. Um, and and did, um, did give me a more, not anger, but intensity, you know, in more intensity. I would say. That's how I would approach it. This song, yeah, because I remember those days. Yeah, man, I was, I was very, you know, I was very, like, militant and, yeah, you know, in my country, you know, I was very, yeah, me and, me and my school friends, we were like, you know, let's figure out a way for overthrow this government. <laughs> <laughs> Get a <up. laughs> You know, we had all type of thoughts, you know, but we wanted to do the best, so we would... You know, we would help to feed people, the, the people who didn't have food. We would do some social stuff, but it was all a part of trying to 
make the country better and stop the, the division and the, the, the political strife and the, you know, the political system that lies and just use people. You know what I mean? So we, we were trying for the, to make the work, make my, my country a better place. And that song is a song that is like, you know, just give me some more intensity when we listen to it in those days, you know? That's funny because you say when you listen to it in those days, but again, we talk about songs changing. You know, obviously you talk about your militant youth. Now you're a dad singing family songs, you know, <laughs> yeah. in a very different place, yeah. you know? Talk about though, it's interesting, you know, how that song then stays relevant to you and, you know, what, what you appreciate it now. And especially because it definitely is a song that's come up a lot in 2020. Mm. No, well, that's what I said. No, um, in those days it was fire. Now it's inspiring. You know what I'm saying? That's the change. That's the, the maturity. Um, I would say in, for me, um, because the powers that be still needs to be fought, fought. It's like, it's a continuous battle. Um, so everyone have a role to play. The youth them need to be fired up. Yes. But we can take a different approach too, as well towards it. Um, a more, as you said, a more calmer side that we are more reasonable discussion, you know, using our platforms to not to um, aggravate the situation, but for try to find a way for, you know, bring people together. You know what I say? So it's a difference. Back in the days, I maybe wanted to aggravate the situation, but now I want to bring people together. You know what I say? It's a different, you know, that's a difference with that song those days and today for me. You know? Yeah. Fighting the power is bringing the people together. Fighting the power is not, you know, what I would do as a youth. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Because we have to fight them that way too, you know? Try mm -hmm. to spread some love, you know? It's all, yeah, that's how you look at it. Some people have to protest. You need those people. But you need the people, you need the people that's going to spread love too because it takes, as we talk about, balance. Well, it's interesting. Take it as the balance. It's funny because now coming back to more family time for a second, you know, it's interesting because I was just thinking about this as we were talking about it. And it's a funny thing because, you know, look, it, I, normally you would never be able to do a show with all of these artists in the same place. Mm -hmm. But you know, with what's happening today with the live stream world and how everything is done that way, mm -hmm. is there an idea of doing like a one-off or show or something? where you can, you know, because again, getting everybody in the same place would be impossible. But now the way that things are done, where everything is done remotely mm. or, you know, where it's done, you know, via live stream. So yeah. everyone in the world can see it at once. So could you see doing more family time with Alanis and Cheryl Crow and, you know, Tom Morello and, you know, Angelique you know, and all these people at once? Thank you for the idea. <laughs> uh, I'll say, I'll send you a check. <laughs> 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 I'll send you a check, man. I'm gonna I'm getting on that right away after this. <laughs> uh, I never thought about it, but now I do now I do. <laughs> yeah, it's because I mean it's funny because I've talked about this so much with people, right? And it's come up and it's like, look, if you think about it, you know, back in the day, of course, when you have shows, everyone you can only be in one place at one time. You know, but now without the way that everything is done via live streaming. So if you wanted to do like an album release event or something, you know, it goes to the whole world at once. Right. So if you put everybody together for one show, you're not just leaving out, you know, you're not leaving out the rest of the world. It's not like mm. only people in LA get to see it. Yeah, you yeah, know? yeah, 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 
No, I mean, when one door is closed, another door is open. You know what I'm saying? It's just taking the opportunity to um, adapt to the situation and finding new ways to um, share things with people. And that's a great idea, you know? All right. Well, you know, you can send me a check or just give me like producer credit or something. So, yeah. I'm going to do that. All right. Do you have any more protest songs? Yeah. Original idea. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Yeah. Sam Cook, um, which one? That change is gonna come. You know that one. Of course. It's funny. Sam Cook. When I was a teenager, Sam Cook. I don't know. When I was a teenager, I listened to these old, old like Sam Cook guys. They're not of my generation, but these are the guys I used to listen to. Um, cause when I was just like starting to, you know, meet some girls and talk to girls, and you know, it was Sam Cook music. I. That was my that was my music. That was what I would listen to to get my ideas or my vibe together. You know, for express it to a girl when I see them on whenever I see them, you know. So I wasn't really aware of a change is gonna come until later. I was just aware of she was only sixteen and that you <laughs> know, all of them type of love song that was Sam Cook sing, you know. So when I heard a change is gonna come, I was like, Oh, that's Sam Cook. I was very surprised because when I was growing up, I didn't hear it. I, I didn't hear that song. But that song is such a um a deep and wonderful and emotional song. Um it really is not just it's not just a, I'll say a protest song, but it's a song that I feel like for me it builds something inside of me. I feel like I build I feel something inside of me when I hear that song, you know? That's how I would put it. All right, now wait. Who are the other artists you listen to to talk to girls? Eh, um, no, it was that, and then Marvin Gaye. What's some Marvin Gaye too? Let's get it on. Yeah, you know? it was uh-huh. yeah. yeah. There was those two really. That was about it. I mean, my father had a couple of songs too. Is this love and a couple of little songs? But yeah, really and truly, it was those two guys. Honestly, that's that's what I had. That's what I had. <laughs> I don't know uh, if I, found, I don't know how I found. I think I found some records or some cassettes that my parents had because I I I have no idea how I got listening to Sam Cook. I don't I don't know Sam Cook from nowhere. You know what I'm saying? It was, it was very strange that I started listening to that stuff. Yeah, and it's funny though because you say when you hear that song today, it still makes you feel a certain way. Can you put into words how it makes you feel, or is it just indescribable? So. like oh man it kind of it's just something building inside I mean like, like it's an emotion it's an em- emotion and it can come with goosebumps too but it's like it's like it's an inner it's an inner strength it's an it's a inner confidence it's an inner thing that's happening I know it just feels it's just I don't know what other feeling I could compare that to um, but something very emotional, you know? Cool. Any other songs? What else we have? I'm blowing in the wind. The answer, my friend. I, I, I did a cover of that. That's why I put up that song. Blowing in the wind. Answer, blowing in the wind. Yeah, Bob did you know what's amazing? Eh? What's amazing is shockingly no one has picked that song yet. So I was like, I knew somebody. That's why I was like, eh, I don't have blown in the wind. Cause I'm sure I was like sure that many people picked that song already. 
No, so it's I, was, I wasn't so positive about it. You know, I was like, eh, blow it in the wind. <laughs> well, I mean, and it's funny, by the way, too, because one of the things that's interesting is even when people pick different songs, right? Or even when multiple people pick the same song, mm. what's cool about it is everybody has their own interpretation of it and everybody right. has their own meaning that they tie to the song. Yeah, yeah, so, yeah, yeah. so it doesn't, you know, even if three people pick, you know, blowing in the wind, you know, or when three people pick what's going on, right. or when three people pick bet, get up, stand up, you know, you all hear it for different reasons. And it, it means a different thing to you because that's the thing, you know, even if they're quote unquote protest songs, they're still, they're first and foremost, great songs. Right, and when you right. hear a great song, you know, it brings your own meaning and your own story to it. True, true. Yeah, definitely. So for Blowing in the Wind, what was it about that song? And do you remember when you first heard it? When did I first? No, I don't remember when I first heard that song. I know I heard it before I did it a, a while a, a while back. Um, but I've known of Bob Dylan. Um, you know, I've always heard of Bob Dylan coming up in, well, when I was in Jamaica doing music, but I never really get deep into his stuff. Um, I did watch a, a documentary too about him when he changed from you know the folk stuff to the more electric stuff and how like people never liked that so much and stuff like that. You know, and then I started listening to a few a few of his songs. Um, I, did, I did a cover of this song, and I could feel it. You know, what I'm saying I could I could feel what he what he was expressing. You know, so I had a connection to it in that way. Um, in that, I could relate to the words, and so you know that that's why it's there. You know. Cool. Yeah. Was that the last song choice? It's funny because, by the way, too, the way I keep asking is like more so because I leave it to the artists to pick however many they want. And some people pick three, some people pick six, some people, you know. Yeah, no, that's it. That's all I have. I, I wrote them down just like before I talked to you. I was like, all right, let me check this out. Because I never really think about it a lot before. It was just like, all right, let me see what comes to my mind, you know. Well, it's a, it's a great list, as I would expect. And it's funny, I like the fact that it's very diverse. And, you know, it also covers, like, multiple eras. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, so it doesn't just tie in with, like, you know, the 60s or the 70s, but really goes from, you know, the 60s to the 90s. Yeah, yeah, true, true. <laughs> All right, so, so you know, you have the, the, the More Family Time comes out September. Yeah. And now, thanks to my idea, there may be a live stream <laughs> of it. You know, yes, sir. Yes, sir. <laughs> and then you know, I mean, you know, it's funny. Do you see this being as something that you would do in future too, where it's like, you know, because we talked about just the fun of it, and it's like, I mean, you know, I would imagine this record would be really fun to do playing four kids. Hmm. So do like doing it, you know, whether you're doing it at schools or doing like oh, afternoon shows oh, or something. Yeah, 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 man, of course. You know, that once you can actually do shows again. Yeah, that that would have been that would have been the idea um, to do it, and I enjoy it that way. Um, and the next thing about this record is that, like, I, I change, I use a different drummer. I kind of mixed up the band too. I mean, not like my usual band, so it was very interesting to play with the different types of musicians, different music. I always like to get musicians from different genres to play what I want them to play. Because it comes off with a different feel, but it has their, their themselves in it 
too, you know what I mean? So I just like doing that. It makes it makes the songs a little bit more different and unique in flavor, you know? Very, very, very subtle, but to me it's important, you know? Mm-hmm. All right, so for, for Play With Sky, did you get like any ska musicians on there? Um not I mean ska musicians, not no. No, I mean, no, me, Ben play guitar, I play guitar. Um, I have a drummer named Kenny, Dave, Dave Wilder play on bass. I mean, we all know Scar, but I don't even think of, I don't even think of it like Scar. I don't even think about that. Like, we just do it. We just play it. I never even say like, all right, let's do this song in Scar. That's just how the song get, get created. And you don't even think about that, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't even think about that. All right, cool. What do you want to add I did not ask you about? No, man. We had a good conversation, man. I think we cover a lot, you know? We're good. Yeah. yeah man. Cool, dude. Always a pleasure to speak to you. Right, and, you know, good, man. And, and I, I look forward to seeing this live stream when and if it happens, you know? <laughs> you, you're going to get your credit. Watch. <laughs> you know, it's funny. I mean, I just think of it, you know, it's funny. this show just started for me, like the people have the power. Just yeah. these are the things I think about as a music geek. So it's the same thing. Like, I just think about, you know, what would I want to see? Yeah, so yeah, it's yeah. like, this would be fun to see you do a show with all these artists together, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's true. It's true. It's true. It just comes down from that. It's not like, you know, oh, God, this is a really great business decision. Or anything, right, you know? right. No, I hear you. I hear you. I hear you. <laughs> all right, dude. Always a pleasure. Congratulations on the record. Thanks so yeah. much, man. Have a good one. Thank you, brother. Bye. Bye. Hey, this is Steve Balton. You have been tuned into People Have the Power with special guest Ziggy Marley. Thanks.